The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I invite you to join us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Boy, I love being with you in this program. It's a pleasure to be here with you as well, and we're ready and excited for another episode, my You friend. bring such interesting people to the microphone. We're going to hear from Loretta Brunetti here today, and what a great personality. She has a bubbly personality, but she is full of the love of God to inspire... That's where it comes from. ...cancer patients, and yeah. so we're going to hear that today. All right. Our topic is spreading joy is a calling and a gift to those on a difficult journey. And that's what Loretta does, doesn't she? She does, and she does it in a very unique fashion. And we're going to hear about all of the different facets of how she spreads love and joy to cancer patients. You know, you serve as director of faith-based programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. So you you rub elbows with these people all the time. They've got to encourage you, Percy. Well, they encourage me, and I also learn from them. I learn about the unique expression. I say that a lot, but the unique expression of God in his uh, children and, and how the myriad of ways that God expresses himself in love and encouragement. And we're going to hear a very unique expression of that today. Yeah. You know, it's not news to anyone that battling cancer is a difficult journey for any patient, not only impacting them physically, but also emotionally. And that's why we've put together a free resource that we want you to go to our website and download right now called Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients. This is just a, such a helpful thing to help us understand what our loved ones are going through. Well, we often talk about integrative supportive services with clinical care. And one of the integrative disciplines that is necessary the, uh, to help support people is through their emotions. And so cancer patients have emotional needs. And so we created a document that, again, would outline outline some some simple schools of thought when supporting cancer patients of what some of their emotional needs are so that they are not ignored or they're not you know overlooked and that we can begin to attempt to address them and help uh, give people some insight to that. Yeah, these resources are terrific. So thanks for putting them together and making them available to our listeners. They're available right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Look for emotional needs of cancer patients. And before I forget, Thank you for listening. Uh, We've got, I mean, there are tens of thousands of people listening now to this podcast and finding help and hope here. So We are grateful. And again, I echo that sentiment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Subscribe if you haven't. You can do that through the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, let's uh, let's turn to the scriptures before we hear from Loretta today. Yeah, our spiritual uh, nugget for today is found in Psalms 5, and it'll help to uh, incorporate the school of thought that we're here with our interview. Is, uh, and it tells us, verse 11, But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. 
You can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, let's meet this wonderful guest that Percy's bringing to us now. This was pre-recorded. I believe uh, you're in Tulsa for this one? Tulsa, Oklahoma. All right. Here we go. Percy McRae. Well, with me today is Loretta Brunetti, and she is a volunteer at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma, now for six years. And she joins us today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Welcome to the show. How are you, my dear? Well, thank you so much, Reverend McRae. It's it, nice to be here. It's, well, it's a pleasure to have you. And I've heard a lot about you, and I've heard a lot about what you do. Uh, first and foremost, let's establish a couple of things of why I guess you're so invested in the cancer community, we, we talked a little bit before we started recording, and that though you yourself are not a cancer patient and you've never had cancer, uh, but you've had family members that have. You've had a, uh, I believe you said it was your mom or your my, dad. My mother. And you said, and, more, and not more importantly, but probably more emotionally impacting was the fact that you had a sister who my sister my one and all, uh, that was just my sister and I and my family and she was 10 years younger than me and uh, she got cancer probably uh, I want to say eight years ago she fought like a she just oh she fought it and fought it yeah. and I would go she lived in Arkansas and uh, I would go down and visit with her mm-hmm. and uh, go with her to radiation sometime mm-hmm. and watch her with chemo mm-hmm. and so I thought when I came back to Tulsa here, I thought, what can I do? Okay. What can I do to help cancer patients? So you felt so impacted I, by her journey, did. you wanted to give back to the cancer I community. I did. And, and, and she was my hero. I mean, ah. if there were comic book heroes, throw away. My sister was a hero. And she fought like a hero. She loved like a hero. Mm. And I think most importantly, the reason why she did that was her faith. Yeah. Yeah, God was with her through everything, and we're going to talk about that. You know, it's interesting. I uh, I interviewed a, uh, a, a interestingly enough an individual from the Chicago Hospital, and he he won't mind me quoting his name. His name is Robbie Robinson, uh, and he had, I call him a super advocate. He he is all over the place doing very similar types of things that that you do as a volunteer with the Cancer Fighter Group and the Cancer Fighter Advocates and all of that. But one of the things that he stated when I interviewed him which was an amazing statement and I just heard you say it as well is that if surviving cancer only required a person to fight hard everybody would be a survivor absolutely it, it wasn't the fact that your sister didn't fight it wasn't the fact that your sister wasn't a believer. It wasn't, a, it wasn't the fact that your sister wasn't using her faith. And it's important because there are still some, not all, in the faith community that ascribe to the fact that if you're truly walking by faith, if you're truly trusting in the Lord, I'm exaggerating that, <laughs> that statement to make the point that if that was the case, and of course, I've, I've worked with patients at the bedside for 20 plus years. And I also can say I've seen hundreds of patients who have fought hard, who were using their faith and for one reason or another did not survive their battle of cancer per se. That's not to say that that's everyone. I've certainly seen a large number of individuals who have fought hard and who used their faith, who did survive. But I, I think it's, it's important to make the point that for individuals who quote unquote do not survive their cancer on this, who are not healed of their cancer on this side of eternity, uh, did not lose or it wasn't because God wasn't with them. And I think that that's an important distinction. That being said, that's one of the motivating factors for you 
that kind of drove you into the area of you wanted to give back. You wanted to do something in support of the cancer community. Let's talk about some of the things that you do. I, I have here in my notes that you do karaoke. You do flash mobs. You're a poet. And uh, I think we're going to read one of your poems at the end of this uh, discussion and that you also sing. What is it that you don't do? I mean, you sound like a busy lady. You know, God has blessed me. Let's just put it that way. God has blessed me. And I think, in a way, he used a lot of what my sister went through for me to come and say, okay, let's not take life too seriously. Hmm. God's got us by the hand. Let's, let's have fun. Okay. And I think it's very important to make people smile. And that's what my intent is, to make people smile. Um, I, I don't know. I think that helps you get through all the troubles of your day. And remember, God has you by the hand. Well, it's interesting that you would make that point. There are some clinical uh, references and I believe studies uh, that suggest that when people laugh and smile, there's there's a biological and a physiological dynamic that takes place that that in some ways enhances their disposition, their attitude, and dare I say their outcome. And so to your point, I think it does matter. We know what the scriptures tell us that a, a merry heart does good like a medicine, that there's something to to laughing and to uh, engaging that element of our humanity where we're able to kind of lighten our day where we can because our day is full of trouble you know we, it's full of trials and tribulations and that's that's the best of us even when we have all of our bills paid and the kids are our way at college and life is going great we still have to deal with stuff that can weigh us down and bog us down I love the fact that you feel that your ministry is directed toward helping people to lighten their mood and their day as they're working through challenges. Uh, You know, Reverend McRae, uh, one day when we were doing, we have flash mob here. And flash mob, I I better tell everybody. Yeah, what's a flash mob for those that don't know? Yeah. It's upbeat dancing, and we get cancer patients. We get caregivers out wow. there. There are some uh, cancer patients that are out there, even if they can't get out of their wheelchair, will be moving their hands. Yeah. I've had some stand up. And the I think one of the neatest things that's ever happened to me was after we got through dancing. We do this for about 20 minutes every Thursday. Um, it's really popular here. But a cancer patient came up to me and said, you know, for the last 20 minutes, I forgot I had cancer. Wow. And when you know you're doing something like that, yeah. you're just you're, you're really doing something good. Uh, well, it's interesting. Uh, another gentleman that we've interviewed on the show, Jerry Rose, uh, talked about how a uh, very successful TV executive uh, in the greater Chicagoland area was the former president of the National Religious Broadcasters Association, uh, was diagnosed with cancer on two or three different occasions. And he said he remembered the first time around that he had to sit down and have a very serious conversation with God around what is his faith actually built upon. And he said that when he asked and answered that question and said that there is nothing else that could uphold the weight of eternity for him, not his wife, not his uh, finances or success, his TV ministry. He said he began to stop thinking or or focusing on the cancer and just focused on doing what he needed to do uh, to move through a day and to focus on what needed to be due. And I'm hearing you say similarly, Mm -hmm. if we can somehow 
in, with balance because we're not telling people to forget that they have cancer, obviously. Absolutely. They're not forgetting that they have cancer. We're helping people to process in the fact that, that they're not allowing cancer to dominate their conscious their thoughts every single day, every moment, so that they can then transition some thoughts and, dare I say, some energy and some spiritual uh, juice to the fact that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to live in the moment of the day. Take no thought for tomorrow, the scripture says, for tomorrow has enough troubles of its own. That's kind of what I'm hearing you say. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Okay, and and I do karaoke here also. And and, uh, something that happened in karaoke, cancer patient two years ago was told he he had paralyzed vocal cords. He was a singer, and he told he could never sing again. Three months ago, he was at our karaoke, he got up and sang 10 Praise Elvis songs. Praise God. And everybody in that room stood up, and when it was over with, everybody came over and prayed with him. That is amazing. And when I see stuff like that, that's inspiration. Absolutely. How has that type of visualization of, of watching the path and the journey of cancer patients, you're inside of a cancer hospital as a volunteer. On a consistent basis, you're seeing people walk through the path of treatment, care, and the highs and lows of being a cancer patient. Anyone that's listening to this podcast that has cancer, who has ever supported someone with cancer, knows that there are highs and lows. Every day is not the same. Some days are better than others. How are you now impacted by seeing or being part of what God is doing with either singing with someone or seeing someone who can sing that could not sing or watching people kind of forget about for 20 minutes that they don't have cancer and just relax and have a good time and let their hair down a little bit. How is that changing and impacting you? Well, when you think, boy, I've got a lot of troubles, you come into a cancer center and you say, thank you, Jesus. I am blessed because you don't. And that has made me realize that, hey, don't sweat the small stuff, okay? Mm. Just don't sweat the small stuff. I think I love more now. I think it has helped my faith now. Wow. I don't think I know that it's helped. And, and my heart's gotten bigger. I've never been as happy in my life as I am today. That's huge. I think what we're going to call this show, we're going to call this show Don't Sweat the Small, small Stuff. Because when we really boil this down to what you are doing, what God has graced you and allowed you to do by being motivated by what you saw happen to your mom and more importantly with your sister, who is your hero. God basically put something in your heart to say, listen, go help people to not sweat the small stuff while they're working through the big stuff, because that's really what's happening here. It's exactly right. Cancer is a big thing, and we don't want to diminish that conversation at all. But at the end of the day, we're helping them not to sweat the small stuff while they're dealing with the big stuff. Absolutely. Amen to that. I could talk to you all day. You're fantastic. I want to I want to put you in my suitcase and take you home with me. (laughs) Part of the introduction also stated the fact that you are a poet. That's that you write. I try to be okay. Well, no, I, I, you write poetry, and again, I don't think people who write poetry are trying to be poets. Either you are or you aren't. It's it's in my heart. Yeah, and so with that, would you mind sharing something that God has given you that you have given and shared with others today? I sure would. Uh, this is for my sister that I wrote while she was uh, experiencing cancer, mm-hmm. and uh, I titled it "My Wish for My Sister with Cancer Today." Okay. My wish for you today, that extra energy will come your way. Mm. But most of all, I hope you will be back to your old self and cancer-free. So I'll just say a little prayer that God will keep you in his care 
And I'll just say with just a whisper, I love you very much from your big sister. What is the one thing that gives you hope? I never thought I would say this, but when I walk in to a cancer center like this and see I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by hope. Allow me to step in here for just a moment. You're listening to Percy McCray talking with Loretta Brunetti, and she's got so much more to share. We're going to get back to it in just a moment. But if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, like Loretta's sister, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. You can visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Speaking of inspiration, let's get back to this interview. Percy McRae with Loretta Brunetti. We've talked about how and why you volunteer your time at Cancer Treatment Centers of America and the environment there of healing, personal support, and spirituality, in addition, of course, to medicine and science. We've also talked about your gift for poetry. Let's talk about how you get inspired and where do you get inspiration to write your poetry? Well, I'm glad you asked that because I'm an avid walker. I believe in walking twice a day. But I think when you walk, that's when I can talk to God. I mean, I'm out there with the birds and the trees, and that's the best time to talk to God. And to be quite honest, he's the one that inspires me with these poems. So I'll, I'm out there walking, and I'll maybe see a bird, or I'll think of, see something, and I'm going, oh, man, I can write a poem about that. So I try to get back home as fast as I can, <laughs> because I usually don't take a pen and pencil with me. I yeah. guess I could put it on my phone now that I've just thought about sure, that. Sure. But anyway, uh, that's what inspires me, being out there and just uh, the glory that God has given us on the outside world. Well, I'm going to unofficially, again, unofficially, for legal purposes or otherwise, I'm going to call you the cancer poet are you okay with that i'm i I love it okay with your permission that's what we're going to call you (laughs) we're going to so let's hear some of your pieces let's uh and the first piece that you have is entitled what well this is called together it's uh, a cancer fighter uh poem okay and it's called together together through all kinds of weather through highs and lows we can take the blows we are cancer strong taking anything that comes along We will stick together through thick and thin because cancer fighters always win. And, of course, cancer fighters represents uh, an internal kind of organized approach that we have at Cancer Treatment Centers of America where volunteers volunteer their time to support other cancer patients. Yes, that is correct. And uh, I have another cancer fighter uh, poem. Okay. It's titled, We Are Here. We are here when you need a friend. We are here with a helping hand. We are here when you find it hard to cope. We are here to give you hope. We are here and we are strong. Join Cancer Fighters today. It's where you belong. And I want to extend the idea. Let's just talk a little bit about this before we go into the next piece of of Cancer Fighters. Anyone can be a cancer fighter, and you don't necessarily have to join the cancer fighter group at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We're talking to a lot of people. At the recording of this particular episode, 178,000 people 
receive this podcast and listen on a regular basis. Uh, we want to encourage people that are sitting listening today to become a cancer fighter in your local community, in your local church, in your local hospital. And whether it is called cancer fighter or not, we're here fighting back. We're here pushing back against the idea of cancer. And in order to do that, we're fighting that. We're fighting that idea that cancer is consuming and defeating people. As a matter of fact, there are more and more people surviving today with cancer as a diagnosis, according to the American Cancer Society, than any time ever before. And we are now taking on the mantle that we believe that we're encouraging people to fight back. And you're doing that through your poetry. How inspired are you by the reception that you get from your poet poems? How, how do people react when, they, when you read those to them? Well, I'm kind of one of those crazy people that's into dancing and singing okay. and everything. And they say... I never knew you could do that. Would you read that to me again? Okay. <laughs> so it's, uh, uh, people just can't believe I can do this. And, and it doesn't take me long to do it. Once I get it, and, but the inspiration comes from the man above. Well, first of all, you're not crazy. One of the <laughs> greatest of our spiritual giants in the word of God was King David. Yeah. And the Bible says, the B-I-B-L-E, because that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God. The B-I-B-L-E says that David danced so vigorously before the Lord, he that's danced right. his clothes off and embarrassed people around him because he was caught up in the praise and worship of God. So you're not crazy. You're just following suit of one of our great spiritual leaders with regard to just displaying the exuberance of God. And that's what you're doing through your poetry. And today on this special episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration, we want to feature godly-inspired poetry by one of our own at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and that's Loretta uh, Brunetti. You have another piece there. It's entitled, what What do you have uh, for us These now? shoes. These shoes. Let's hear about these shoes. Okay. These shoes have walked for many miles, through ups and downs and many smiles. The path that they have led me on has been filled with promise and with song. So for today, I have no blues, because I know God put me safely in these shoes. And, and this here's what I want to ask you, Loretta. These are all original pieces that have been written by you, correct? By me, that's correct. Do you give this audience permission to share any of this with anyone? Because we, we can put these actually in our show notes. We can make this available to our audience. But I wanted to know, do I have your permission that people you can use? You certainly do. I think, I think these, are, these are inspirations to me. And I think they would be inspiration to other people. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, for those of you who are listening to the show, uh, Loretta is the original uh, writer of these pieces, and she's given you permission to share these. And we want you call people, share them, share the show with someone who has cancer or, or even you yourself, and feel free to bless somebody with the inspired poetry of our dear Loretta. You've got another piece that's entitled... Today I made someone smile. And to be honest, this is one of my favorites. Yeah, talk this a little is, bit about this, how, this, this, how you got inspired is, here. I, a cancer patient was coming in the door, and uh, she looked at me, and I did kind of a crazy move, and she said, <laughs> oh, that made me smile. And then I, that thought, I thought, well, okay, that made her smile. And ironically enough, I went home and I wrote this poem. Wow. So that's, I love this. This is one of my faves. And the title again? Today I Made Someone Smile. All right, make somebody smile. All right. right. Today I Made Someone Smile. It may have been for a little while, but this special patient was going through tests. Her heart was heavy, but she knew she was blessed. She didn't know how long would be her stay. 
So I gave her a hug, and she went on her way. It only takes a little while to take time out to make someone smile. Let's talk about let's talk about the actualization of this because you do this. You're not just writing this. No. You're doing this. You actually come and spend time inside of the hospital here at Cancer Treatment Centers of America and you give a little bit of your time. What does it mean to you to be able to just give a little bit of your time to make somebody smile? I think I am I'm I'm not also giving. But you'd be surprised what I'm getting yeah, back. Yeah, I know. I'm. These people see me and they see, you know, I, this kind of reminds me of one day I was out there, out in the hall and a lady was cold and I went to get her a warm blanket mm. and I put that over her and I never saw her again. It's been like six months ago. I saw her two weeks ago and she went, came over to me with her husband and she said, Thank you for bringing me a blanket wow. while I was cold. And that's what really. And this is inspired. an example because yep. I hear, I've heard people say this as yeah. we prepare to, <clears throat> to read another piece. I've often had people say, well, I don't have any special talents. Oh. I don't have any special gifts, Reverend McCray. I don't really know how the Lord would use me just to be able to give someone a warm blanket. Well, and you know, and what's interesting about this because we've started we started a ministry many years ago at Cancer Treatment Centers of America called Covers of Love, and mm-hmm. I know that they do it here at the hospital at Tulsa. But all of the five regional hospitals throughout the United States, uh, we have hospitals in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where we are today recording, uh, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, which is where I worked for 18 years, along with this particular facility. We have a hospital in Atlanta, Georgia. We have a hospital in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and of course, Phoenix, uh, Arizona, where we started. And I, I'll tell this quick little story. There was a patient who uh, began making blankets for herself because she would get cold while she would receive her chemotherapy. And so then she started making blankets for other patients. So that was kind of her ministry while she was here. She would bring four or five blankets each time she would come back. And she asked me, she said, Reverend McCray, do you think that we could kind of make this kind of a thing that we do here at CTCA? So she started making more and more blankets. And then she recruited other churches and other quilters and crocheters to make blankets and send to Cancer Treatment Centers of America, we would pray over those blankets and then distribute them to patients at our worship services. And we've been doing that for 20 years, I know, easily. But it all started because of one lady's inspiration around uh, being cold herself and then feeling the need of having other patients who were cold. The point that I make here, that seems like such a simple, small thing. Absolutely. Anybody can do it. But anybody can do that. And there may be someone out here listening in the audience that belongs to a knitting club, a quilting club, a crochet club at your local church, and you'd like to quilt, knit, or crochet prayer blankets that you would send to Cancer Treatment Centers of America, please feel free to do so. Uh, Reach out to me directly, and you can reach out through the Health, Hope, and Inspiration website, and I'll give you more instructions on how to do that. We would love to have that. So we have another piece that you're going to talk about or read for us today, and it is entitled... Take Time. Take Time. Take Time to Love. Take Time to Care. Take Time to Listen. Take Time to Share. Take Time to Pray. Take time to give, take time to reach out, take time to live. Take time to hug, it's a personal touch. Take time to smile, it means so much. Just a matter of giving our time. As we continue to talk with Loretta, who again, I've called, and with her permission, she's (laughs) accepted, 
the cancer poet. Uh, she writes uh, inspirational pieces of poetry for cancer patients, and she has another uh, piece that she'd like to share with us, title and inspiration for this particular piece. Uh, celebrate Life. Celebrate Life. Five-year survivor, Celebrate Life. And if I can just interrupt just a minute, one of the things that we do at Cancer Treatment Centers of America is that every year, for every five-year survivor who has gone through their process of treatment, we celebrate all of those survivors, we invite their families and their friends to come with them uh, with a big annual celebration of all of the five-year celebrants. We have, we, in essence, we have a, a party and uh, great food and fellowship, and we honor all of those people. And so uh, Loretta has written a piece to celebrate life and to acknowledge them celebrating their life. So this is called Celebrate Life. Celebrate Life is finally here. So many reasons to stand up and cheer. So many blessings from up above. It's just God's way of showing his love. With God and CTCA together as a team, our cancer's journey's not as bad as it may seem. So we celebrate life today. We're so grateful for the blessings that have come our way. And we want you to be encouraged today to believe that the best potentially is still yet to come in your life. You have another piece that you want to read for us. Tell us a little bit about this piece and the title before you read it. Okay, this is the uh, patient prayer, CTCA patient prayer. Um, I talk to so many people that say, you know, I think that God sent me here. I think this is God, I think this is God place. I've heard it many times myself. And so I thought, okay, let's see. Patient prayer. Here we go. Dear God, thank you for leading me here to be in these excellent doctor's hands without any fear with caring nurses around me to wipe away a tear, increase my strength to undergo my test, calm me down, I know I'm here with the best. When I have a doubt or a fear, give me a nudge and let me know you are near. And I'm, when I'm all through and I'm going to be okay, thanks to everybody here at CTCA. We are grateful to have what I have called, again, this is Reverend McCray, and what she has accepted to be called for the benefit of this program, the cancer poet Loretta Brunetti, who is a six-year volunteer at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, I thank you today for sharing your gift of poetry, your gift of love. Uh, we pray that you too are blessed and inspired as you continue to inspire and bless others. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless. What a delightful person. Yeah, she was a sweetheart. She <laughs> oh, really was. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I, these people that you bring to this program, they, they never cease to amaze me. They're unique. They're special. They're anointed. They're, they're just, again, the expression of God manifold in so many different ways. All right. I want to talk with you more about it in a moment. But if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, I hope you will consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, 
management and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have by calling toll-free 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Well, Percy, thank you for the guests you bring, including Loretta here today. Absolutely, and Loretta talked about so many different things, but one of the points that were made earlier in the interview uh, was talking about the possible impact of laughter and humor Mm -hmm. because that's some of the things that's part of her work and her volunteer uh, services that she uh, provides to cancer patients. And I wanted to read, just from a, a journal perspective, some information that may be helpful around the possible impact of that. And according to a published report by the Journal of Cancer, Science, and Therapy entitled Effects of Laughter Therapy on Anxiety, Stress, Depression, and Quality of Life in Cancer Patients, they concluded that laughter therapy may decrease anxiety, stress, and depression and increase the quality of life in cancer patients. Additionally, the report also stated that there is a need to conduct further work to find conclusive evidence. But the point to be made, as we know and as we referenced in the Word of God, that uh, you know a merry heart does a good like a medicine. Uh-huh. And so the potentiality of adding those types of support services and allowing patients to kind of relax and laugh and, and have a good time may potentially also have health benefits. Isn't that them. interesting? It I is. think we met the personification of that in Loretta today. And I thought it would be important to cite that so yeah. that we can kind of understand how that possibly may have a clinical implication. I'm, I'm glad you did. Well, she talked about her poetry. She talked about the flash mobs, the <laughs> karaoke. I mean, this is a lady who knows how to have fun and encourage people. Yeah. And, and as a result, she knows she is making a real difference based upon uh, responses that she's received from cancer patients that basically are telling her that for two hours, they have forgotten that they had cancer. Oh, that was so good. It's a powerful statement. And again, if we can help cancer patients not to be dominated and focused on having cancer 24 hours, seven days a week, that cannot be anything but beneficial and helpful for sure. Yeah. Well, one more thing I want to mention before we wrap up today is the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. If you are a pastor or a church leader and you've yet to sign up, it's free to sign up. Why don't you uh, get on board here and receive the materials and let God lead on how your church can get involved in cancer care ministry. So sign up for the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network by going to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Look for the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page. Click on that and sign up for the ministry Leaders Network. I I know you'll find this to be very, very valuable. Percy, we opened with some scripture today, and I always love to come back to it at the end of the conversation. Absolutely. In lieu of the last point that we made, let's read Psalms, the fifth chapter, verses 11. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. And certainly today, we've heard from one who is providing that type of care. Continue to rejoice and be glad in who you are in the Lord. Don't forget to download the free resource, Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae. Percy, I guess we'll see you next time. I'll be here. All right. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration.
Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.